In this episode, you will learn why 12 weeks is a better time frame to achieve your goals than 12 months, how you can leverage urgency to push you to the next level, and tools that can help you like smart goals and visualization. We are going to cover two smart goals you want to achieve in the next 12 weeks and identify two actions that will get you to each of these goals. Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is Pivot Me, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. Helping good people become even better. This is Pivot Me. Even though the calendar says a year is 12 months, I think it's wrong. No, seriously. If you want to achieve your dreams, 12 months is just too long of a period to do that. You need 12 weeks, not 12 months. So in today's episode, I'm going to show you why 12 weeks is the perfect amount of time to do that thing you want to do. I'll teach you how to get leverage on yourself that will work with this new urgency to propel you to new heights. And we'll talk about tools that can help you, like smart goals and visualization. By the end of this episode, you're going to have identified two goals for the next 12 weeks and how you're going to get them done. How many of us set a resolution at the beginning of this year, the New Year's resolution? It might have been to lose weight or finally write that book or launch that idea that's been brewing in your head for years. Expanding your business it can be around a variety of things, but let me ask you, How's it going for you? Are you well on your way to achieving that goal? What are we several months into the year um, to fulfilling that potential? Or did you commit for a few days, maybe a few weeks, uh, somewhere in January, and then kind of let it go? Let's be honest with ourselves. It's okay because many people do this. That big, beautiful goal on January 1st um, suddenly gets a little off track a few months into it. So many of us set a goal to achieve by the end of this year and we don't get there. Why is that? It's because a year is way too long. That's 12 months, 365 days, 525,600 minutes, a lot of minutes of opportunity to make choices that get into our way don't necessarily take us towards our goal. So honestly, that can feel like a lot of time. But when you've got 365 days to do something, it's easy to say, I'm going to do that tomorrow. But tomorrow does not live on your calendar What if you didn't have 365 days? What if you only had 90 days or 60 days or 30 days? How would that change your urgency and your execution? We simply can't think about our businesses or our lives in terms of years. It's just too long. In a year, there's a whole lot of fluff. There's too many things to lose focus on, get distracted, screw around and get off task. So it's common in business to have an end of year push to meet targets. So it's no wonder that in many financial services firm, December, it's the biggest month with the fourth quarter of the fiscal year accounting for anywhere from 30 to 40% of sales. And by the way, that's not just tied to the calendar year. It's not just because people really wanted to make that purchase by Christmas. Businesses whose tax year ends in June, they experience that same bump in in sales. That impending deadline focuses their minds and increases performance. That's true of sales teams. That's true of ops teams, manufacturing teams. It's because they've got this deadline. They've got this sense of urgency. And suddenly, people become peak performers. It it ties into Parkinson's law. Work expands was to fill the time available for its completion. Essentially, something's going to take you 
as long as the amount of time you give it. So you've got to give it less time. Top performers recognize that shorter planning periods bring greater urgency and tighter focus. High-performing athletes know this. They've been doing it for so long. They embrace this concept of periodization, a technique that isolates one skill that needs developing and then perfects it in a short period of time before moving on to the next skill. But that same approach works for businesses and it works for goals in life too. So many of us already do this with our businesses. We think of them in terms of quarters. But what if our personal lives were also broken down into quarters, three-month periods instead of 12 months in a year? If we break things down in these 12-week periods, or roughly three months, roughly 90 days, we can achieve as much in 12 weeks as many achieve in the entire year. Having a narrow focus, an urgent time period, and consistent execution are going to get you extraordinary results. And if you don't feel any urgency, you're unlikely to act with any urgency. We can create the self-imposed urgency if need be, because we need that to get us to the next level. The idea of breaking down life and and business in a 12-week period was really well explained by the book by Brian Moran and Michael Lennington, The 12-Week Year. It's a great book. The idea in the 12-week year is that with focus, intention, and a sense of urgency, we can achieve in 12 weeks what most people take a year to do. I use these ideas in business, and it's applicable in our personal lives as well. So the author talks a lot about how it's not so much about dreaming big. It's about consistent execution, and that's true in all of our lives. Another, uh, Another book, actually, that illustrates this well and illustrates what you can accomplish in urgent timeframes is David Goggin's book, Can't Hurt Me. We're going to talk more about this book as we discuss um, strategic visualization later on, but it's an amazing example of someone who rewrote their story. The author David Goggins at the time was overweight, working as an exterminator, pretty much sitting on a couch one night and said, I think he was eating fast food too, and he said, you know, I just saw this show on being a Navy SEAL and I think uh, that's what I want to do because this is not how I thought my life would turn out. So we made this rash decision. Yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go down to the recruitment office. Well, he told David, you know what? You got to lose 106 pounds and you'd have to do it in under three months or you're not going to get a chance to be a Navy SEAL. He used that urgency as fuel. He was prepared to do whatever it was going to take to become that. And it was amazing. He worked out, I think it was three hours a day. He ate super healthy, low carb. I mean, this guy... We'll say pretty intense. I won't use the word crazy, but the guy was super intense. And spoiler alert, he ultimately lost the weight and he became a Navy SEAL. But it's just a great example of a sense of urgency and a very clear goal. So the idea behind the 12 weeks, it's not a magical time period. It's specific and it's easy to track. In 12 weeks, that roughly 90 days, it's a good amount of time to execute on a goal. So the first tool I'm going to give you that works perfectly with the 12-week years is the SMART goals. You might be familiar with the SMART goal format. So let's, so let's talk about what's so smart about these goals. They're super defined and measurable, which means they're so much easier to achieve. SMART stands for uh, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and some say timely, some say time-bound, but essentially time. For a goal to be specific, it has to be really, really clear. It's the difference between saying, I want to be a millionaire or I want to make $30,000 a month for the next 10 years by growing my business. The specifics should answer the who, the what, the where, the when as much as possible. And side note to that, don't worry so much about the how. It's okay if the how is murky. 
But we want specifics in the what because our success is often tied to the narrowness of our focus. So getting really, really clear on the what, that 30000 a month or whatever that looks like, that's really where your success is going to lie. M is for measurable. Setting measurable goal means breaking your goal down into measurable elements that have data. For example, rather than saying healthier, think in terms of not smoking or eating veggies twice a day. Be very specific. All right, let's dig into the A of SMART. Your goal is supposed to be attainable, though admittedly the A in SMART goals might be my least favorite. Well, what is SMART goals without the A? The SMART goals? SMART goals? Yeah, it doesn't work if we're developing your SMART goals. So you see, it doesn't work well at all. We need the A. All right, so the A is for attainable, that you need to feel like you can reach this goal if you put in the effort and time the cost that it takes, the success tax, as Dean Graciosi calls it, to make it happen. That doesn't mean you should think small. No, 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 no. Think big. Think big. But you can take something that's impossible and make it make it possible by planning smartly and going for it. That's the A. Let's go to the R in the SMART goal. The R is for relevant, meaning that you connect with your goal, that it has a real impact on your life, your dreams, your happiness, your family. And ask yourself, why do I want to reach this goal? You'd be amazed how often uh, I ask my clients, they, they, they're very, they're usually able to articulate their goals pretty easily. I want to double my business. I want to write a book, strengthen my relationship with my kids, etc. And then I hit them with the most simple of questions and it stops them. But why does that matter? At first, they usually give a superficial response. And then I ask them again, so why does that matter? I push harder. What does it matter that you have a stronger relationship with your kids? What does it matter that you write that book? It's a technique that's based on the, the several levels of why. Some people say the five levels of why. Some people say the seven levels of why. We'll get more into that later. But it's important to connect with your why. Because when your why is big enough, the how becomes pretty small. So get real clear on why this goal even matters to you. And this question is where you get leverage on yourself. And leverage... That's where you can move mountains. A lot of people just have vague concepts of their goals, or in fact, many people just say what they don't want. And that's actually um, that's actually been documented in a lot of different studies where um, highly successful people tell you exactly what they want and people that tend to struggle a lot. When you ask them what they want, they usually tell you what they don't want. Well, I don't want to be poor anymore. Well, I don't want to be overweight anymore. They're not even using language about what they want. It's really language around what they don't want. So be really clear on what it is that you want. All right, I want to lose some weight. All right, what is losing weight going to do? Because if you just say, "Ah, I just want to lose some weight, that's not going to help you avoid taquitos. You're going to need a lot more than that. So what? Is it because you want to look better naked? You're going to need more than that. All right, you need a little bit more like, uh, I don't know, three or four Ys in. And it might be that your father died young of a heart attack or heart disease, or that your mother has type 2 diabetes. Maybe it's that you have joint problems and you want to be able to keep hiking with your kids. You better dig deep for that why, because that's how you're going to get leverage on you. So the final letter in SMART is T for timely or time bound. And that's at the heart of what we've been talking about. That's where the 12-week year comes in. When we're going after something, we should always put a timeline on it. Because if not, well, it's just a dream. It's a wish. And wishes don't do much for us. 
timeframes create urgency to get the job done. Now, if you don't get it done in the amount of time that you that you allotted, that's all right. You can readjust, but a re- readjust at the end, not at the beginning. Um, author and speaker and just wonderful human in general, um, Rachel Hollis has stated that she didn't like the T in SMART goals because her biggest goals, the ones that really mattered, they always took longer than she expected. And if she would have put a timeline around it, she's afraid that she may have quit on those big goals. This is what I have to say about that. You need to put a time period on it to create the sense of urgency, to counter that Parkinson's law we were talking about at the beginning, when work expands to fill the time available for its completion. If you give yourself two years, you're going to take at least two years. So don't give yourself forever or it's going to take forever. Give yourself 12 weeks and then adjust if necessary, but adjust at the end. Don't get to week one and go, well, I was totally wrong. I underestimated this. Let me give myself another, I don't know, 27 weeks. No. When you get to the end, you you get really, really resourceful in how to make that goal a reality. But if you need to adjust, adjust at week 11.5. Give yourself more time then. But you'll find you got real resourceful right at the end of that time period. I was recently told about a contest, I believe it was, uh, I think it was in India, where teams were challenged to make a car for less than $500. I was told this in a meeting. I haven't seen it myself, but a big, a big challenge. They were using smart goal format too. But do you know what they also did? So not only you have to make a car with less than $500, but they put a real strong T on that smart. They said, build a car for less than $500 and you have to do it in less than 24 hours. Can you imagine? And yet, I'm told they did it. This is a great illustration of using SMART goals and what can be achieved, a $500 car in less than 24 hours. By the way, if you guys happen to know that video, please send it. I'd love to see it. So whether we're building a $500 car or we're being David Goggins and losing 106 pounds in under three months, you've got this. Don't give me excuses. Give me your whys and you'll get results. I'm April Garcia an international business advisor, performance coach, serial entrepreneur, traveler, mama, wife, and just about everything in between. I've made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I only advise great executives and ambitious entrepreneurs on growing their business, having the right mindset, and contributing more to their world. The second tool you need to achieve your goals in a 12-week year is visualization. I work with this woman, uh, Sarah, who wanted to write a book for years and years. She had this amazing story, but she hadn't written it down. Every single year, she'd say, this is the year. Notice it's a year, 12 months, way too long. This is the year I'm going to write my book. It was always in her New Year's resolutions, but she didn't until we shortened the time period. She didn't have the rest of her life to write this book. She had 12 weeks to get the first draft done. So we figured out a plan of exactly how she'd get those actions taken care of, how she would get there and exactly what actions she would take. A book like her should be, oh, about 70,000 words. So divide that into roughly 90 days, about what 12 weeks is. Divide that by 90 days. That's 777 words a day. Between two and three pages a day, depending on single, single versus double spacing. So are you telling me you can't string together enough sentences to make two to three pages per day for your life's work, for the account of your family's history, the memories of your kids to help others navigate the path you already went down to teach to inspire this amazing book? Of course you can. Write for the trash. 
It's not a masterpiece in the first time around. Very few are. Not even the second. Just write for the trash and edit later. Just birth that first draft and you'll make that baby pretty afterwards. So with Sarah, we implemented the 12-week year in SMART goals. Then we layered it with visualization. We did a visualization exercise where she imagined being at her book signing. She saw herself sitting at Barnes & Noble, the one just down the street from her house. She knew the layout. She could imagine herself sitting there. Signing her book, a blue dress on, scarf around her neck. Her kids are watching her husband standing nearby, pride on his face. A good friend passing out the books. She was imagining herself signing copies of of this book that was going to be done. And people were buying it. People were lining up for her signature. By the end of the visualization, she was crying. I think I was crying. Everybody's crying. But that's the kind of emotion you need to leverage. Get leverage. Don't sort of do anything. Visualization is going to help you get there. You creating a memory that hasn't happened yet. I, I, I love the phrase. Uh, it's already happened in the future. What's already happened in the future? Sarah's book was already written in the future. But showing your brain exactly what it's going to feel like to achieve that goal, experience those emotions, that excitement, pride, the joy, your brain doesn't know the difference. In fact, there's been studies done on um, some pretty amazing athletes that practice visualization in as part of their regiment, and they would practice running a race. So you get this amazing athlete, and they're visualizing every step of the race, that at the starting block and the gun going off, and they're running, and exactly how their body's going to move. And what they found is the brain is responding as though they're actually running this race. Muscles are firing. Things are going off just like they were running this race. Their heart speeds up. I mean, your brain is thinking you're actually doing this. And this is a phenomenal technique for goal setting. All right, let's move into some action. The time has come to execute. You know that we can't just listen to content. We have to act on that content. We have to practice violent execution. Get her done. We're held back from achieving our potential. Not by lack of ideas, but by lack of consistent execution, showing up every day and chipping away at it. Having goals with deadlines and consistent action around them that every day you're going to move that needle just a little bit, well, that can build buildings, companies, and communities. Achieving your true potential isn't about these big elaborate dreams or networking. Yeah, those things affect it, sure, but it's about consistent execution. So your first action for today's podcast is to identify your two goals you're going to focus on for the next 12 weeks. Use those tools we talked about to make them smart. Get a sheet of paper. I hope you know to listen to this podcast with a sheet of paper and a pen nearby. You probably do. Let's grab that. All right. Maybe even it's a special book that you put all this stuff in. This growth book, this execute book, this pivot me book because we are pivoting you. All right. So you got it down, right? So let's put those two goals into the SMART format. And if you're stuck, dig deep. Keep asking yourself why you picked them. And if you can't get to it, maybe have someone else ask you why. Asking you why five or six times is a very powerful tool. So remember, the more specific you can get with each letter of that SMART, the more solid your goals will be. And again, if you need to revisit those, you can either re-listen to this or we're going to put this in the show notes too. But make sure you follow that SMART format. Let's get to action number two. Once you've got those two goals, now it's time to make a plan and set a course of action. Just knowing your goals isn't a substitute for actually executing on them. And a plan 
A plan for these is so crucial to achieving them. With no plan at all, your daily actions are driven by input triggers. An email arrives, you answer it. The doorbell rings, you get up. It's hard to focus on high-impact, high-performing activities, such as you know sales calls or writing pitches, when, when you're just responding to these triggers because you're not making these proactive decisions. You're just responding to all these input triggers. They're not in charge of your time. You are. Don't simply respond to what's right in front of you. Let's focus on this thing. Mike Tyson once said, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. In business and in life, we all take a few hits from time to time. So how do you stay on course, especially when the going gets tough? How do you pivot after getting punched in the mouth? The answer is a plan. That's why we're dialing in your plan. So willpower and determination can take us a long way, but neither can take us all the way. You get there by having plans, marking off your lead indicators, and doing the work every day, even a tiny bit. Even when your energy's low, even when you woke up late, your focus wavers. Do it anyway. Show up for you. So for example, with Sarah, she wanted to write the book. So we mapped out her daily word count. We also mapped out where she was going to write, the time of day. She has little ones at home. So the only guaranteed time she had was very early in the morning. And she had to do it in her bedroom because if she went outside, she'd wake up the baby. She'd wake up the puppy, all these things. The house would come alive. If you're a parent, you totally know what I mean. So she had to write it at her bedside table. Let's say your goal is to lose 10 pounds in 12 weeks. Okay, what are the two things you're going to do? Maybe it's using my fitness pal and, and drinking a gallon of water every day. You don't really need complicated plans. Goal setting isn't usually about big sweeping change. It's about consistent execution. It's about, you know, choosing water one day over soda and then doing the same thing tomorrow. That's a win. So look back at your SMART goals and then make a plan with those two actions you're going to take to get you there. In wrapping up, with the 12-week year, it's not that the time frame is magical. It's the sense of urgency and executing on our goals consistently. That's where the magic happens. If you break your life down in quarters just the way you break business down in quarters, then really amazing things can and do happen. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.